Hi everyone, this is Kelsey, and welcome back to another episode of 31 Days of Spooky Movies. Today, the movie is Scream from 2022. This is the fifth installment in the Scream franchise. Um, it's just called Scream. The first one is also just called Scream. So if you want to look it up, um, this one is the 2022 one. It has all the original cast, all the, you know, a lot surviving cast, um, or as they're sometimes referred to, the legacy cast, which I think sounds very cool. Even the man who does Ghostface's voice is played by the same actor as all previous four movies. That's Roger L. Jackson. The only person who wasn't involved um, was Wes Craven. Um, so this was the first Scream that was not directed by Wes Craven because he died in 2015, unfortunately, RIP Wes. Um, I have more fun facts to sprinkle without or sprinkle throughout, as well as I have more things to add to the end because I really don't want to spoil anything. I'm going to tell you this movie um, the way that I watched it and so there's not going to be any spoilers until the very end and I think it's really cool it is a long one a lot of stuff happens it's such a murder mystery as always so here we go this is the premise of Scream 2022 25 years after a string of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro California a new killer dons the ghost-faced mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past I hope you guys enjoy. We open on a girl in her house. She's in her kitchen. Um, we see that her home phone is ringing. She does not answer it. She texts her friend. Um, we see that her friend's name is Amber. She's inviting her over for um, to enjoy the open liquor cabinet. Um, we see her take a puff from her inhaler. Um, the phone rings again. This time she answers it and we hear a very familiar voice. Um, it is Ghostface, but he's calm, he's composed, um, and he asks for her mother by name, and um, the young girl says she's out, and um, he says, oh, I'm a friend from her group. Oh, shit. Um, can you just tell her Charlie called? And then the young girl's like, what kind of group are we talking about here? And um, he's like, oh, your mother is always talking about you. Um, just the other day, she wondered, what's your favorite scary movie? Um, she answers the Babadook, um, because it's elevated horror. And, um, she says, he asks what's elevated horror. And she says, it's scary, but with complex emotional and thematic underpin underpinnings, pinings, underpinnings. Um, it's not just some schlocky cheese ball nonsense with wall to wall jump scares. And he asks, have you seen stab? And she has not. And he's like, you live in Woodsboro and you Woodsboro and you've never seen Stab. Um, and the answer is no. And um, they talk about Stab for a while and um, they talk about how it starts. He's like, do you at least know the first Stab and how does it start? And um, they talk about the girl answering the phone and the killer wants to play a game. And he's like, so what do you say? Do you want to play a game, Tara? So that is her name. She hangs up um, and we see her on her phone, on her cell phone, and she locks the doors. It says systems armed. We see her texting her friend Amber and she's like, some psycho just tried to call me. And Amber's like, oh my God, are you okay? And the landline rings again. And then we see another text from Amber that says, you should answer it. 
And um, she texts back and says, how did you know my landline was ringing? Question mark. Amber, question mark. And the reply is, this isn't Amber. Answer the phone, you bitch. And then answer the phone or Amber dies. And then Tara gets a video um, of her friend Amber in her bedroom, like brushing her hair. And Ghostface says um, she really should be, le- she really shouldn't be leaving her phone out to be cloned. So that's what's happened there. Um, and he wants to like question her. He wants to quiz her about stab. And she's so scared and she's crying. And she's like, I don't know. And she's like, ask me about It Follows or Hereditary or The Witch. All of these like uh, newer horror movies. Um, so he starts to ask some questions. The first answer she gets, the answer is Sidney Prescott. He asks like who the main character is. He asks who wrote the original book that stab movies are based on. And she's like, oh, that chick from TV. Oh yeah, Gail Weathers, you motherfucker. And then he's like, who played the dumb bitch in the beginning of stab one who answers the phone and gets carved up by the killer. And of course, in the first Scream movie, that person was Drew Barrymore. Um, we see Tara Googling it. She like Googles the stab cast um, and she answers correctly. The answer was Heather Graham. And he, um, he asks, who was the killer in stab one? And she's like, Billy Loomis, uh, played by Luke Wilson. I got you, you asshole. And he's like, that's not correct. The correct answer is Billy Loomis and Stu Mocker. He says, someone is going to die. And she says, Amber, I'm coming. Um, She runs to the front door. She opens the door and we see Ghostface. And he slices her in the stomach. Um, He's got his very iconic knife with him. Um, But she punches him and she's able to lock him out. Um, And she's like, the police are on their way. I think she was able to call them um, like with the app on her phone. And um, but all of a sudden we hear all systems disarmed um and she relocks them relocks the doors on her phone and then we hear it again all systems disarmed and all systems armed and we just hear it go back and forth like three or four times and it's like it's a little silly but it's like actually like really really stressful um and the phone rings again and she answers and he says bonus questions bonus question do you think i made it in the house before you locked the door and um pretty much immediately we see him um he stabs her um he's like really kicking her ass um he steps and he steps on and breaks her shin bone he stabs um like right through the palm of her hand she puts her hand up to protect herself and he stabs right through it uh she gets a few good shots in too though he falls a few times she punches him and kicks him a few times um then we hear the police and um but just then he stabs her in the back and we see police lights shining on his face um he's got his knife in the air and right as he slashes down we see scream across the screen we see a young woman sitting outside of her job she's on her break um we see her take a pill um which comes back and then we see her boyfriend um we meet him his name's richie and her name is sam um they kiss just then she gets a phone call and she's told that tara was attacked she's alive but in bad shape um and the person on the phone says she was stabbed i know you guys aren't on the best of terms um and we know we learn now that this woman's name is sam and so sam says i'm on my way and she tells um her boyfriend richie and he says i'm coming with you 
Um, now we cut to a high school. We see Tara's group of friends. Um, there are like quite a few of them, so I'll try and keep them straight. Um, we learn that Wes is the one who called Tara's sister. Um, we meet her friend Amber. She's the one who Tara was texting at the beginning. And um, he, she says that Wes made everything worse by calling Sam. Um, and now Sam is coming back to town. So Amber is not happy about that. We see a boyfriend and girlfriend. They come up to the group. They're arguing because he wants her to accept his find my friends request. And she's like, nah. Um, so the boyfriend there, his name is Chad. And her name is Liv. Um, Wes agrees with Liv and he's like, delete all of that stuff, social media, everything. Like there's a killer out there. And then we also learn that Wes is the child of deputy Judy Hicks. And she was in the last movie, uh, yeah, in the last movie, in the fourth one. Um, and she lived. So, um, yeah, that's who Wes is. And we also learn that, um, deputy Judy has been interviewing Tara's friends since Tara got attacked. Also, she's now Sheriff Judy. So, um, Liv says, oh, we hear, yeah, we hear Liv say, oh shit, um, is that Vince? Someone says, oh, that guy you hooked up with last summer? And then, um, apparently we learned that this Vince guy worked with, um, Liv and Tara and he's been stalking Liv's Instagram and he's been, uh, posting really creepy things. And then we just like see this older guy, not older, but like in his twenties and these are high school students. And so he's just like sitting outside his like cool purple, purple car, um, and again, this is a high school. So, um, I think that he sees that the sheriff is there. So he leaves and then, um, we see Chad, he's got a bunch of bruises on his arms and Amber is like, Tara said that she fought back pretty hard. Where'd you get those bruises from? And he's like, they're from football. Um, and then Tara sends a text to Wes, um, saying that she's awake. So everyone except for Liv goes to the hospital. Next, we see Richie and Sam are in the car. He's driving, and he's saying that he's never seen any of the Stab movies. And the Stab movies are in the Scream universe. They're movies based on what happens, um, yeah, what happens in Woodsboro, the town in Scream. And we learn that there's eight, I think, yeah, eight movies, eight Stab movies um, in this universe. Um, so Sam says every decade or so, some idiot gets the bright idea to put on the mask, kill his friends and get famous. Uh, she says the last time it happened was in 2011. Um, and he's like, do you have any idea why someone wearing a mask would try and kill your sister? And Sam says no. But then she's like looking out the window, window all thoughtfully. Um, we see Sam enter Tara's hospital room. Um, yeah, Tara is alive, but she's in pretty rough shape. She was beat up pretty bad um yeah sam hugs all the friends except for amber and introduces them to richie and says that she used to babysit all of them we learn that tara and sam's mom is quote-unquote stuck at a conference in london so she can't make it um amber says that tara is tired and that everyone should go but um tara asks sam to stay and um Amber like make sure that Tara has her extra inhaler and she's like how are you doing is everything okay um she's like really overbearing but quite sweet and a fun fact if I can I hope this doesn't spoil too much but I read that actually originally Tara and Amber were supposed to be in a relationship and there was like a few scenes that would have indicated that um like officially but they cut them so that's probably why there's this like 
very caring vibe between the two of them. Um, so Sam and Tara are alone and Tara just like breaks down crying. Um, she's like, I was so scared. The acting is really, really good. We see Tara's friend group. They're at a bar. Um, I don't know how, but they're all playing pool at a bar and they're talking about Sam. Um, Amber explains that Sam and Tara's dad left, um, just like walked out on their mom when Tara was eight and Sam was 13. After that, Sam started acting out, getting into trouble. And then on her 18th birthday, she just left. Um, Amber says she ghosted them all. And I just don't want to see Tara hurt again. And Wes is like, so you're protecting Tara from her own sister now? Um, guys are not good enough. And now her own family is off limits. Um, so yeah, there you go. More kind of indication about possible love there. Um, but Mindy says motive. Um, like for Amber, like if I can't have her, no one can. Um, but it's also revealed that Wes has a crush on Tara as well. Um, Mindy says that they're all suspects except for Liv because she's too boring to be a psycho. Um, I would like to say that Liv has pink hair and um, that makes you interesting because I also have pink hair and I don't think I am too boring to be a psycho. Anyways, we hear that, no, we don't hear, we see that that creepy guy Vince from before, um, who apparently hooks up with high school students, he's at the bar um, and um, Chad tells him to fuck off and then Vince pulls a knife out and then they all get kicked out. Um, outside we see this Vince guy, he's like pissing against a wall, then headlights shine on him. He sees that it's his car um, but he walks up to it, he gets to it, and there's no one there. So he reaches inside, pulls the keys. But when he stands back up, um, we see that ghost face is right behind him. And he just does the quickest stab to his throat. Just like, bop, bop, just like the quickest little stab um, in and out of his throat. And he obviously just like bleeds out. In the hospital, Sam wakes up um, and she's been like sleeping with her head down on Tara's bed. She sees that Richie, her boyfriend, is still there. He's in a chair and she asks what's up and he's like, oh, I've been watching the Stab movies on Netflix. And she's like, like looks at him like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, what? I want to be prepared. Um, so Sam goes to get something to eat and we see her taking a pill again. And she's looking in the mirror and we see, we see friggin' Billy Loomis from the first one and he's wearing like a white shirt and it's got blood on it like he looks like he did from the end of the first movie and he's like how's it going sam antipsychotics aren't working as well as they used to eh and she's like fuck you um he's like you can't run from your past um when are you gonna tell her why this is all happening and then she gets a call and it's ghostface um she's like who is this and ghostface says someone who knows your little family secret I had to get you back here somehow. And she's like, you want me, asshole? Come and get me. And he says, with pleasure. And then he's like right behind the door. Um, and they battle in the lunchroom. And he's like swiping at her with the knife. And she's using tables and chairs to defend herself. And then she runs out. Um, and she runs right into a cop and tells him what happened. And he runs in there. But obviously, no one is there. We see Sheriff Judy is now interviewing Sam. Um, she says to... She says the call came from Amber's number. So yeah, when when she got the phone call, when Sam got the phone call in the room, it was Amber's number. But Amber's like, um, yeah, you know that my clone was phoned from, <laughs> my phone was cloned from before. And then Richie's like, or, and I'm just spitballing here, you're the killer. Um, Judy asks where Richie was during all of this. And he's like, I was watching Netflix. And Amber's like, um, yeah, that's a real solid alibi, bro. 
Um, and then Amber and her friends said that they were being interviewed by Judy. So, um, yeah, they also had an alibi. Um, next we learn that actually this is when we learn that Judy is officially the sheriff in the first, uh, sorry, not the first one in the last movie in the fourth one, um, Dewey was the sheriff and, um, Judy was the deputy. So now we learn that Judy is the sheriff. Um, she essentially tells Sam to go home. They obviously had troubles. Like when Sam was younger, she had run-ins with the law. So, um, Judy's not very nice to her. She's like, you caused your family enough trouble in the past. Um, so Sam wants to talk to, to Tara alone. And then, um, Sam really wants to tell her the story and Tara like doesn't really want to hear it. But Sam says she was up in the attic one day and she found mom's old diaries from high school. And she knew that her parents had gotten together at high school. So, during high school so she wanted to read about that but she found out that her mom was in love with someone else in senior year and she got pregnant and she told their dad um the baby was his and that's why he proposed um sam says that she found their mom in her in their bedroom and she screamed at her about this and was like is this true but she didn't know that their dad was standing right behind her um and he hadn't known any of this he found out right then and that's the night that he left Sam says that their mom made her promise never to tell and that's why she got distant and weird um and she went out and tried every drug I could and um she was like I couldn't be around you anymore because those diaries told me who my real dad was Billy Loomis aka one of the killers from the first one um and Sam's like and somebody knows that and that's why you got hurt and Tara's just like get out like you've been gone for five years um, I get stabbed and now you're gonna just gonna lay this shit on me. Um, again, the acting is so good. They're both just like crying. Um, it's amazing. And Sam is just like calmly like, I need you to get the fuck out now. And not Sam, sorry, Tara is just very calm. Um, and then she screams, get the fuck out. Outside the room, Sam runs into Richie. He has obviously heard everything. Sam asks like, doesn't it freak you out that my real father was a serial killer? And he's like, well, yeah. A great deal, yeah. Um, and she's like, then go. And he's like, I'm not leaving. She's like, this is the part in horror movies, like when people, like when the smart people would just get the fuck out. And he's like, I'm staying. I love you. Um, she's like, you're a dumbass. And he's like, such a dumbass. And he says, what's our next move? And she says, we go talk to an expert. We cut to a trailer with our good friend, Dewey. We see Dewey. Um, he's not looking great. We see him pour himself some whiskey into like a coffee mug. He turns on the TV and we see Gail. Um, she's on her own TV show. It's Good Morning with Gail Weathers. Um, Dewey like smiles at the TV. And at this point, we're feeling curious because in the last movie, in the fourth one, Dewey and Gail were married. Um, so they've had like throughout the whole series, the whole franchise, they've had a very love-hate relationship on off kind of thing. Will they, won't they? But yeah, in the last one, they were married. So they were married and pretty much happy. So we'll see what happens. Um, just then Sam and Richie show up. He does not want to open the door. He's like, give me one good reason why I should talk to you. Sam says, I'm Billy Loomis's daughter. And he opens the door and he's like, that's a terrible reason for me to talk to you. And Richie, say Richie says, um, 
oh, Gail Weathers, like, sorry, they come in, sees her on the TV. Gail Weathers, weren't you two? Yeah. So past tense. Interesting. Um, they're sitting down now and chatting. Dewey asks, um, Sam, how long have you known Richie? The answer is six months. And he's like, um, did he know about your dad before you met? Did he show any interest in the Woodsboro killings? And he's like, these are the rules to surviving the stab movies. Number one, never trust the love interest. Number two, the killer's motive is always connected to something in the past. And number three, the first victim always has a friend group that the killer is part of. Um, and so Sam's like, well, help us. And Dewey's like, no. He says he's been stabbed nine times. And Sam's like, if I'm in danger, so are you. Um, but then he throws them out. So, okay. Dewey's a no for now. Um, back inside, we see Dewey pick up a phone, pick up his cell phone. And he sighs. So he's got to make some phone calls. We see a woman running with a stroller. Her phone rings. She answers it and we see that it's Sydney Prescott. She's like, Dewey? She's very surprised. It's been like quite a few years. Um, we know we learn that she's happily married to a man named Mark. They've got some kids. Um, Dewey hasn't talked to Gail in a few years, he says. And yeah, things did not end well between them. He tells her, he tells Sydney that it's happening again, some idiot in a ghost face mask. He asks Sydney if she's got a gun, and she's like, I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. And he's like, No matter what happens, don't come here. And she's like, I have no intention of ever setting foot in that town again. And she also says, I'm glad the town has you to protect them. Um, they get off the phone. We see that he texts Gail. Um, he just says, ghost face back. Don't come here. And then he adds, hope you're doing well with a little smiley face. And he's like, I probably shouldn't have sent that smiley face. Um, it's funny. And then we see him open a small chest that has his gun and a badge inside of it. We see Sam and Richie walking up to a house and we hear, wait, um, they turn around and we see Dewey. He's decided to come and help. Um, Richie says to Sam, okay, just cause that guy showered doesn't mean he should have a gun. And it's pretty funny. Um, inside the house, we see a plaque that says Randy Meeks Memorial Home Theater and a picture of Jamie Kennedy, AKA Randy from the first and second Scream movies. So we learned that two of Tara's friends, um, I introduced them or I introduced one of them before Chad and Mandy are twins and they are the niece and nephew of Randy. Um, <laughs> Randy and Mandy. So Mandy takes up the role as like our horror movie know-it-all. That's her. She's that person in this movie. It's awesome. Um, so all of the friends are here um, in the house, plus Dewey, plus Randy's sister, who um, was in the third one. So Sam tells them uh, that she's the daughter of Billy Loomis and that one of them is the killer. So big news for everybody. Um, they're all pretty incredulous. Like, yeah, she just told them, like, one of you is the killer. And no one knows why. Um, like, they're talking about it and they're like, okay, hey, if we're all connected and... Like, everyone has might have motive, but what about that Vince guy? And they keep kind of talking about, like, like that Vince guy that got killed outside the bar. Everyone's like, like why'd that guy get hit, killed? Um, there's, like, a hilarious exchange between Wes and Dewey. Wes suggests that Dewey is the killer, and he says, You've been stabbed a billion times, got dumped by your famous wife, and crawled into a bottle. I would say you're on the suspect list. And Dewey's like, well, maybe you're the killer, because that cut deep. Um, uh, then Amber says that she just Googled Vince 
and learned that his mom was the sister of Stu Mocker, a.k.a. one of the other killers from the first movie. So now we learn that the first three attacks were on people related to the original killers. Mandy's like, oh my god, he's making a requel. Um, she mentions how like hardcore stab fans really hated the latest movie. She's like, this movie, like, pit, people thought it pissed on their childhoods. It had too much social commentary, blah, blah, blah. And Mandy describes, um, she's like, real stab movies um, are meta slasher whodunits. Which I, is funny, because that's obviously what Scream is like. A meta slasher whodunits. Um, she says, to some people, the original is their favorite thing in the whole world. And God help anyone um, who they think disrespects it. Mandy says, it sounds like our killer is making his own version of Stab 8, but as a requel. She says, you can't just reboot a movie now, and you can't just do a sequel either. You have to do something new. And it all goes back to the original. Sam is like, so you're telling me I'm in the middle of some fan fucking fiction? And Liv's like, I don't want to be morbid or anything, but who's next? And they all look at Dewey. Um, Mandy says, whoever it is, is someone that's connected, um, to someone that came before. I, I don't know. It's very vague. And then Wes is like, wait, my mom was in one of the movies, like the character. Um, and Mandy's like, no one cares about shitty inferior sequels, Wes. You're safe. Um, but she thinks that her and Chad are screwed because their uncle was Randy. Richie says, yeah, or you're the killer. And this is all just to throw us off the track. And Mandy's like, I think it's pretty clear who the killer is at this point. And Sam asks who? And the answer is you. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. So everyone thinks it's Sam. She storms out, um, leaves Richie there. As she's driving, we see Billy Loomis talking to her in her rearview mirror. And he's like, don't run away from who you are. And she's like, I'm not like you. And he's like, let's find out who's doing this and cut some fucking throats. That's her dad. Um, so cut to Judy, um, Sheriff Judy in her kitchen, and she's ordering some sushi. Um, we hear the door creak open. She grabs a huge knife and walks to the door, which the back door, which is in fact open. She closes it. And when she turns, we get like a sound cue. But her son, and we know him also, Wes, is just right there. Um, and he shows, she's like, are you being safe? And she's like, yeah, mom. And she shows, he shows that she, he's got pepper spray and a taser. So she leaves to go pick up the sushi. Wes gets in the shower. We see her driving. Her phone rings. It's an unknown caller. We hear our ghost face voice. And she's, and he's like, hello, Sheriff Judy. And I don't know why, but he does it a couple times. And that's how he pronounces her name. He, he just says, Judy. So that's what he says. Um, and he says, let me tell you about the two people I killed. She says, you've only killed one person. And he says, by the time I see you next, I will have gutted your baby boy. Um, so she turns her lights on, like she flips her siren and her lights on, pulls a big Yui. She calls Wes, um, but he doesn't hear her calling because he's in the shower. She radios back up. Um... We see Wes in the shower again and we're scared. We don't know what's going to happen. And he's like, you're not, um, we hear Ghostface on the phone. He's like, you're not going to make it in time, Sheriff Judy. 
Um, she pulls a boat front and she runs and she's running up to the door and then Ghostface comes out of the bushes and like she runs right into his knife. Um, and then she falls on the lawn or on the steps and he's just like stabbing her over and over and over again. It's broad daylight right in, on her front yard. Um, and her face is like splattered in blood. It's really horrible. I actually really liked Judy. Um, we see Wes getting out of the shower and then we get so many fake outs. We are just expecting something to happen for like the next three minutes. Um, so first he opens the bathroom door, the music builds, there's nothing there. Um, we hear a thud from the front door. Um, but then again, nothing happens. He gets some plates out of a cupboard and, um, the music builds again, nothing. He opens a closet door, nothing. He opens a fridge door, nothing. Um, we hear the front door. He walks to it, and the door is actually open a little bit. Uh, he calls to his mom, and then he closes the door and he locks it. And as he turns around, Ghostface is there behind him. Um, Wes is able to like hold him off a little bit for a while, but then Ghostface just like slowly puts his knife like into the side of Wes's neck. We like see it go in and we can like see it like in and out. Um, it's horrible. And yeah, like clearly he is dying. He dies. Um, we see next a beautiful red pantsuit and a woman with beautiful raven hair it is of course gail weathers um she's outside the house obviously a commotion has happened now um like yeah the police are there sam is there too and they meet sam and gail meet um gail sees dewey and she like runs up to him and she's like a text you tell me the killer's back with a text and she's like punching his arm and um he's like you look good are you still writing and she says she has no time and um gail has obviously brought her camera crew and she's like i mean i'm mostly here to make sure you're okay i'm 90 percent here because of you um she's still gail and i love it um but they're having like a bit of a spat and it's revealed that dewey is the one that ended things um she asks why aren't you in uniform and he says i retired or yeah i retired she says since when and he says since they asked me to um and yeah she was like it was my turn it was a great opportunity and um he explains like the mornings aren't so bad because i get to see you and i can pretend i'm still in new york um but in fact i couldn't hack it i left in the middle of the night like a coward and she says you were a lot of things dewey but you're not a coward um you just you were just meant to be in woodsboro and dewey says and you weren't Sam sees a police officer who is supposed to be watching Tara at the hospital. So Sam gets in her car and she's going to go to the hospital um, because she knows that Tara's in danger. Dewey gets in the car with her. So at the hospital, we see Tara and she's watching a spooky episode of Dawson's Creek, which I think is kind of fun because Joshua Jackson is in the second Scream movie and he's obviously Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Um, she hears a noise in the hallway Tara is calling hello she's like clicking her nurse button like or her call button and then she's just like fuck this she unplugs like um her cords and the things that are stuck to her and she gets into a wheelchair um she's in really bad shape though she's like crying as she does it her legs in bad shape um she also got stabbed in her hand so like as she's wheeling her wheelchair like it hurts really bad and at one point it starts bleeding so the power goes out 
Um, the whole floor is empty because they had mentioned before that they were going to put her on her own secure wing, which obviously sounds way worse than just being on a normal wing. Um, she goes over to the front desk and we see that there's a dying security guard. Um, it looks like his throat had been cut. So Tara wheels to a room and she's hiding. Um, we hear like doors opening and closing and someone's like walking towards her. She has like a corded phone in her hand. Someone enters the room and so she hits him in the head, but we see that it's just Richie. Um, and Sam, or he was like, Sam called me to say that you were in trouble. Um, and then we hear Tara say, look out. And we see it's ghost face behind him. Um, Richie gets slashed in the forearm and then he gets like knocked towards the door or knocked on the door his head I don't know he gets knocked out um and Tara tries to wheel away it's like really slow um and Ghostface answers Richie's phone that's ringing and we see that he turns on like Ghostface turns on this contraption inside his mask and that's how he's able to talk like Ghostface all the time um it's Sam on the phone so um, Ghostface is like, I'll only kill one of them, Tara or Richie, you choose. And um, Ghostface pushes Tara out of her wheelchair and she's like crawling now. And Ghostface tells Sam, like, you're a selfish bitch. You can't even decide which one. And maybe you're too weak for this franchise. Um, but Sam's like, maybe you're right. Or maybe I'm just stalling for time, fuckhead. And then the elevator doors open and it's Dewey and Sam and Dewey has a gun. He's shooting towards Ghostface um, and Ghostface like runs the other way. Um, so Dewey grabs Richie and helps him up. But just then Ghostface runs at Dewey. Um, there's some hand-to-hand -hand hand -hand combat. Um, Dewey's trying to get his gun. Um, he's about to be stabbed and he's like, no, not today. And he gets the gun and he shoots Ghostface a lot. Um, they get to the elevator, but then Dewey's like, the head. You have to shoot them in the head or they come back. So um, as he says that, the elevator doors close. So they leave and Dewey stays. So he goes, he walks up to Ghostface and his phone rings. And just as it does, he gets distracted. So Ghostface stabs him in the stomach. Um, and then he stabs him in the back. He's got two knives. And so he's got him stabbed in the front and the back. And he like slices both knives like up Dewey's body there's so much blood Ghostface says it's an honor and then Dewey dies we see Gail arrive at the hospital it's like in slow motion and she sees a body bag being brought out and she knows that it's Dewey it's so sad she's screaming people are holding her back she like falls into their arms she's sobbing um now we're in the hospital we're like in a waiting room and it's the next day and Sam comes over to Gail and apologizes, or just says, I'm sorry. And she says, I didn't know him well, but he helped me. And Gail says, that's what he did. He helped people. And then we hear Gail and we see Sydney. Um, she has come. They're both crying. They're hugging. Uh, Gail's like, you shouldn't be here. And Sydney's like, neither should you. And Sydney says um, she's here to make sure that her husband and kids stay safe. Tara and Sam are chatting in Tara's uh, hospital room and Tara's like, I don't blame you for dad leaving or for being like Billy Loomis's child. I blame you for like leaving me for five years. And Sam explains further, like she was scared that she was going to turn out like him, Billy. Um, so she ran away to protect Tara from her herself. Um, Tara's like, what do we do now? And Sam's like, what no one ever does in these situations, we're going to get the fuck out of Woodsboro. 
So that's the plan. Um, we see them leaving. Um, Sydney comes up to Sam and she's like, or she knows that Sam is Billy's daughter. Um, and she's like, I've been through this a lot. Do you want to talk? But Sam is like, no, I like, I'm just taking Tara away. We're leaving. And Sydney's like, I've tried to run before too. And Sam is like, yeah, no offense, but that's your life. And Gail's like, hey, watch the tone, new girl. Um, you know how they always say it goes back to the original? Here's the original. Um, and yeah, like they're like, whoever is going to keep coming, whoever this is, is going to keep coming for you. Um, and Sydney's like, I want you to help me kill him. And Sam's like, okay. You want me to help you and a host of a morning show commit murder? And they're both like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And Sydney's like, I have kids and I won't sleep until this guy's in the ground. And she's just like, she's not running anymore, you guys. Um, just then Richie pulls up and he's like, let's get the fuck out of town. And yeah, he's like, Sam, please get, out of t- um, please get in the car so we never have to see any of these people again. And Sydney says, um, oh yeah, they drive away. And then Sydney says, oh, don't worry. I put a tracker on her car. In the car, we hear Tara wheezing and she's looking for her inhaler. She can't find it. Sam asks if they should go back. And Richie says, I vote no to going back to the murder hospital. And Tara says that she has a spare at Tara's house. Richie says no like a thousand times. Sam asks for the address. Richie's like, one, two, three, no fucking way lane. And Sam's like, she needs her inhaler. And he's like, and I need to keep all the blood inside my body. Eventually he relents and they go to Amber's. So we see a house party happening at Amber's. She's like walking around the house, greeting people. Um, It's like supposedly a memorial party for Wes. Um, They're doing shots. We see them doing shots here. Um, Amber goes to the basement to get beer. Um, At first, like, yeah, the first thing is, is that the lights don't turn on. So it's pitch black. Um, so she turns on her phone flashlight. Um, she goes down the stairs. She closes the upstairs door. So it's pitch black. Um, and she gets to the fridge. She opens the door. And when she closes it, Mandy is standing right there. Um, Amber is so scared. She's like, what the fuck, dude? Um, and Mandy's like, that was a test and you failed. There's a masked killer out there you should have asked me to come downstairs with you and amber's like you know what else you shouldn't do when there's a masked killer around follow someone into a basement alone how do you know i'm not the killer and mandy says because i am okay i'm not the killer but let that be a lesson for you don't trust anyone um Next, we see Liv and Chad. They're getting real hot and heavy on a couch in this party. Um, She's like, I'm ready. It's time. Um, We should go. We should do this now. Let's go upstairs. And he's like, "Um, don't take this the wrong way, but I think I'm going to pass. He's like, I just don't know if entirely sure that you're not the killer. Like, I'm almost 100% sure you're not, but she gets very upset about that. In the car with Sydney and Gail, um... Gail says, if I never wrote that book about your mom, none of this would have happened. I started this. And Sydney's like, Billy Loomis started this and we're going to end it. And Gail's like, no more books, no more movies, no more fucking ghost face. Um, Okay, so in the very first movie, they were having a party at Stu Mocker's house. And Gail had planted a video camera in the living room. So she was able to watch all the kids. 
so obviously that scene ended up in one of the stab movies the first stab movie i'm assuming so we see mandy sitting on a couch and she's watching this scene from the first stab movie um based on the first scream movie um we see chad is texting Liv. she's not answering and he says he's getting worried and Mandy is telling her brother Chad not to go outside and that his girlfriend is probably dead and she's being super casual about it. And he's like, you're just going to keep watching this movie about our uncle getting stabbed? And um, he he's like going outside and she's like, you're not like take a weapon. And he takes a candlestick, which reminded me very much of Clue, which I only watched a few days ago. Um, his phone buzzes. It's Liv. And she has accepted his find my friend's request to, um, and asked him to come find her. So he's walking around outside the house and he starts to like walk into some bushes. Um, but then all of a sudden he gets smart and he's like, oh no, this is like, nah. And he turns around and Ghostface is right there. Um, and he gets stabbed in the leg and he takes Ghostface out pretty good. He tackles him and he runs around to the side of the house um, but his phone is beeping because Liv's phone is like coming closer and closer and he can't turn it off because his hands are like covered in blood. Ooh, it's so stressful. Um, and then he just makes a run for it. And he's like bleeding a lot. And we see Ghostface like uh, burst out of a shed from behind him and then he stabs Chad so many times like in his stomach and in his side. Um, but then car lights scare him away. Um, we see that it's Richie, Sam, and Tara. Richie is like, who throws a house party during a killing spree? Um, all three of them end up going into the house. Tara is on crutches. Um, people in the party are really happy to see Tara. They're like, woo, holding up their glasses and stuff. We see Amber. She's like, where are you going? Um, but Tara doesn't tell her. And she's like, okay, your inhaler is in my room. With the help of Richie, Amber is able to kick everybody out of her house she wants everyone the whole all the party goers gone Richie's like get the fuck out sincerely get the fuck out thank you teens I'm literally saving your life um Mandy starts oh no she stays and she keeps watching the snap movie um Richie asks if there's any beer and she's like it's in the basement and he's like okay I'll be right back and they like oh and they both start laughing because like, you can never say that um and he goes and she laughs more and she's like, <laughs> he's dead. Um, Liv, sits, Liv sits down next to Mandy and is like, oh, my Uber got canceled. And Mandy's like, where's my brother? And Liv kind of gets a little crazy. She's like, are you afraid of me, Mandy? You think I'm going to cut you? You said I was too boring to be the killer. Maybe that's the twist. And she's just like kind of getting up in her face and stuff. Um, but she just steals her popcorn and leaves. Um... Sydney is looking at her phone her and her, her and Gail are in the car and she's like they stopped and she's like shit oh no look where they are um and now we see Sam is looking around the house for Tara she's upstairs and she's looking for Tara Sydney calls Sam and she's like you're in Stu Mocker's house where Billy and Stu um committed their murders you need to get the fuck out of there someone planned to get you there so we are in the original house from the ending of the first scream um, so now we're watching Mandy watch her uncle on TV. So yeah, if you recall back, that scene is Randy watching the first Halloween movie and he's yelling at Jamie Lee Curtis on the TV. He's like, no, oh, Jamie, don't do that. No, oh, and then he's like, turn around, turn around. 
oh, I told you, I told you so. And then like as it's happening, Ghostface is creeping behind him. So as that's happening on the TV, we also see Mandy shouting at the TV and she's like, oh, uncle, turn around. Come on, these are your rules. Um, and then we see Ghostface walk into the room behind Mandy and she's like, turn around, man, turn around. And then she just like turns around. She's just like, you know what? Maybe I should. Um, and, um, she, yeah, so she turns around, looks beside, behind her. She says, oh shit. Um, she gets stabbed and, um, but just then Sam rushes in and breaks a lamp on Ghostface's head and he runs away. Mindy is bleeding quite a bit, like from her neck, it seems. Um, then we see Amber and Tara come in and Amber's like, what did you do to her? Um, just then Richie walks in and Sam is like, where the fuck were you? Liv runs in and she's crying. She has blood on her hands. She says that she found Chad. Um, she's like sobbing and Amber is like, Liv, just stop. And Liv's like, fuck you. I'm not the fucking killer. And Amber says, I know. She pulls out a gun and shoots Liv in the head. Um, Amber says, welcome to act three. Richie grabs Sam and's like, let's go. Um, they run to the basement um, Sam grabs like a big knife on her way down and when they're in the basement Sam like goes up she's like I have to help Tara and Richie's like no you can't there's always two killers but Sam like puts the knife up to Richie's throat and he's straight up's like I think Tara is the other killer she's the one who brought us here how well do you know her and Sam's like better than I know you we see Gail and Sydney show up they both have guns we hear screaming from inside and Gail's like that sounds about right Amber runs out screaming. She's like holding her side. She's like, oh, help me, help me. And Sydney's like, or Gail's like, what do you think? And Sydney's like, I think it's a trap. So Amber's like, ah, oh, fuck this. And shoots them, um, shoots at them. She actually gets Gail in the stomach. And Gail's like, go finish this for Dewey. So Sydney enters the house. So oh, it's so triggering for her, I'm sure. Um, she's like, anyone, um, anyone who's hiding, killer or not, you've got five seconds to show yourselves. And then she just starts shooting doors like shooting through doors um you know she gave them their warning upstairs sam finds tara in a closet she's tied up and her mouth is gagged um but we see that for a moment sam is like not sure whether or not she should trust um tara sydney's phone rings it is Ghostface. um he says this isn't amber i'm the other one and again, Sydney is straight up shooting through doors in this house. Um, she ends up shooting Richie in the leg. And she's like, why? Like, she's like, why didn't you come out? And he's like, I'm hiding from a killer. Um, just then Ghostface um, runs out of a closet for, um, from behind her. They both fall like off of the top of the stair banister and fall on the ground. We see Richie like hobbling down. Um, she's like, get the gun before Ghostface does. Um, and then just before Ghostface gets it, Sam picks the gun up. So Sam's got the gun. Yes. And Richie's like, yes, yes. Um, and he gets to her and he says, um, thank God you're okay. And then he fucking stabs her. He says, because I really wanted to be the one to kill you. It's horrible. You guys, um, he takes the gun from her and he like twists the knife that he has stabbed into her. And he gives the gun to Amber. They are obviously a couple. They keep saying hun and baby. Um, Richie shows Sam that he has Tara's inhaler. Obviously, he is the one that um, set this up. 
so he's like I know it's a bummer that it's me but it really was the best choice for the movie and she's like this isn't a fucking movie and he says but it will be Amber says third act bloodbath check killers revealed check um Richie says someone has to save the franchise no one has made a good stab movie since the first one um they're all in the kitchen now it is very scream one they're monologuing more about their reasons um hollywood is totally out of ideas so we thought we would give them some new material um so yeah that's their whole deal they love the, the stab movies and they aren't they're sad that the movies aren't good anymore um they're saying that um sam is going to be the villain um sydney prescott killed sam's father um billy loomis so they're going to set her up um yeah to be the one that did all of this and to get sydney back into westboro uh woodsboro and she asks like how did you even know i was the daughter of billy loomis and amber's like i mean it's a small town and your mom is a drunk which is harsh um, yeah, she says that she met Richie through the stab subreddit. And yeah, she says, I've been obsessed ever since my parents bought this house. So she obviously knew she lived in Stumacher's house. Um, just then Sydney rushes at Amber and um, but she stabs Sydney in the stomach. It's bad. Um, Richie's like, sorry, Stit. Sorry, Sid. We can't let you live either. Amber goes to get Tara, but we hear her call down. She's not here. And Richie thought that he had convinced Sam not to trust her own sister. But Sam says, I untied her. Then the phone rings and Sam says, that's for you. Um, and Tara pops out from like behind a door and starts hitting Amber really good with one of her crutches. Um, Sam rushes at Richie and is able to um, like drop, like the gun falls away and she's able to get away. Next, we see Amber come into the kitchen. Sydney and Gail are able to fight her off and Sydney like breaks a glass bottle of hand sanitizer all over Amber's face. Um, Amber admits to being the one who killed Dewey and she's strangling Gail. Um, Gail kicks her off. Amber falls against the stove and turns on a gas burner. Gail then gets the gun and shoots her three times and she lands on the stove. And since she has all that sanitizer on her hand, she's just like he um, head. She just goes up into flames. Richie is following a blood trail up the stairs. He gets to the landing and Sam jumps out of a closet and she jumps on his back. Um, she's so tough. She's just like also like not hiding anymore. Um, they both fall down the stairs. He has the gun. Um, she's like crawling towards the door. She's crawling towards something. And just then we see her dad, her, yeah, her good old dad, uh, Billy Loomis in the mirror and he nods towards something. Um, Richie is talking to her about the rules and, um, she says she's introducing a new rules. And at this point, an, a new rule. And at this point he's on top of her and she says, never fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. And then she fucking has a knife. That's what she was crawling towards. And she stabs him through his cheeks, like in one cheek and out the other. Um, and then she like rips the knife out and then she's on top of him and she just stabs him about a million times. Um, we see a lot of it and it's, yeah, a bloody. And then he's like, wait, wait, what about my ending? And she lifts up his head and she says, here it comes and she slits his throat and then 
she takes the knife and she like puts it up to her face kind of and she takes one hand and she like cleans the blood off of the knife um it's a very ghost face kind of thing um I really liked it and then she drops the knife though um Sydney says careful they always come back so Sam grabs the gun that um Gail has and shoots him three more times including one in the head just then we hear a scream and our burnt amber starts running towards them with a knife raised and then we see her head get shot and then Tara has a gun and she says I still prefer the Babadook we see Mandy being taken out of the house on a stretcher and they say she's gonna be okay we also see her brother Chad in the back of an ambulance and they give each other the thumbs up so I think they're both gonna be okay Sam goes up to Gail and Sydney and thanks them um, Gail mentions that she's not gonna write about this those fuckers can die in anonymity and maybe I'll write a story about a good man who used to be a sheriff here once Sam asks if she's gonna be okay and Sydney says eventually um Sam gets into the ambulance with Tara and they drive off um then we pan over the house and we hear a newscaster saying 25 years ago almost to the day dot 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 um and the movie ends the screen goes black and it says for Wes um, but before it fully ends, we get one last little jump scare of Ghostface um, on the screen and like a music cue and Ghostface like has his knife in front of him and like uh, does the thing where he wipes it clean. It's like a very split second. Um, but that's the end of the movie. My final thoughts on this movie are that I really like it. Um, I am very much a Scream fan and I was looking forward to this movie. I saw it in theaters and I was very pleasantly happy with it, especially for um, the fifth installment in a horror franchise. Um, I feel like I've said that before about other movies because, um, you know, sequels, um, especially, you know, when a, a franchise has been going on for 25 years, um, you know, they don't always keep up keep up with it um but I really liked this one as well and if anyone's interested my the order of the movies my most favorite to least favorite go number one number four number three number five and number two so number one is my favorite and number two is actually my personal least favorite um when I first saw this movie in theaters, I actually thought that the ending was a little bit too similar to the one, um, to the last Scream, Scream 4. Um, but I guess I don't really want to spoil that for you, so I'm not going to say too much more. But just with regards to it being, I don't know, a little bit to do with fame, I guess. Um, one of the things that I noticed watching this one as someone who has watched so many of the screen movies is I really liked um Richie getting sliced in the forearm because that is such a classic move the killer often gets like a flesh wound especially like it's been often um in the arm and um that's like to throw us off the trail so like now that I've seen it more than once like when he gets slashed in the arm oh man I'm like of course of course he does um and another fun fact is I think it's starting with the third movie. This franchise um, has made a really big point of keeping their endings completely secretive, including secret to the actors. Um, so one of the ways they've done this is they've actually like often written different endings, different scenes, di like different killers. And I read that for this one, they actually had a full ending written where Mindy and Liv were the killers. So that's just like, you know, in case that got leaked, just to throw people off the scent. 
Oh man, you guys, I just realized I was calling her Mandy the whole movie. It's Mindy. That is so bad. I really want to know if uh, if anyone knew that and if that drove anyone crazy while they listened to this episode. Really sorry, that would absolutely drive me crazy. Of course, it wasn't Mandy and Randy. It was Mindy. My apologies. Anyways, I think I had mentioned before, yeah, the other fact that Amber and Tara were were originally supposed to be in a relationship, but they cut that out. Um, and I've got another really good fun fact, but this is, um, this is totally a spoiler for season, f oh my gosh, for episode? No, for the fourth movie, um, but I'm gonna say it. So if you don't want to hear anything about the fourth movie, and possibly a spoiler for if there's a sixth one, don't listen to this last fun fact, but I'm gonna tell you. So the part where Richie is watching, um, he's watching a YouTube video and we can see a thumbnail and I actually saw it this time and I took a picture of it and it's, it's a recommendation for like what video to watch next. And it says interview with Woodsboro survivor, Kirby Reed. So that's the character that Hayden Pantier, uh, uh, Penetere, Penetere. Um, she played in Scream 4. She played Kirby. She was such a beloved character. She played the um, horror movie Know-It-All and she played it so well. Um, so that's confirmation that she survived the fourth one. And I think if there is going to be another one, um, she is going to be in it. I think, I think that I've heard that before. Um, so this was a really long one. A lot of things happened, but I wanted to explain it just because it was so... It's pretty meta, obviously, but it's also, I don't know, it just does a good job of, um, even if this were to be the very last one, like it does a really good job of wrapping it all up. So I loved it and I really hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you.